It's Iron Sports, True Oldies Channel. Time to bring in Dr. Roto. You can find him at drroto.com. Hear him on Sirius XM. So, Dr. Roto, it's everyone's favorite time of the year as we get closer and closer to football starting and, of course, fantasy football season. So my first thing I want to ask you is, I've been doing this about 20 years. And 15, 20 years ago, it was a solid you know, format for the first round, get your running backs. Then it kind of shifted away. Even a few years ago, we were going no running backs, You know, some people's strategy. I feel like now, I want to know what your take on later in the first round is. We know what we're going to see maybe the first four or five picks. But I feel like there's a, a really a, a lot of wide receivers out there. And there's also some decent middle-range running back uh, depth. And I'm seeing Travis Kelsey and guys like that go as high as like sixth overall. What's your thoughts on the end of the first round and how you should be playing like that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that the beauty of fantasy football is that you can win at any pick and you can win with virtually any strategy. So I I never take a tight end in the first round. As good as Travis Kelsey is, he's just not a guy that I look for. Uh, I usually take my tight end later. Uh, I think you can win with a wide receiver. Could you win with Devontae Adams or or Tyreek Hill in the first round? Absolutely. But I think people like the safety of getting a running back, and I happen to like picking toward the end of the first round because I think there are guys who I really like this year. I like Austin Eckler. I like Nick Chubb. I like Antonio Gibson. I like Najee Harris. So if I'm picking toward the end of the first round, I feel really confident that I can get two of these guys to build as my foundation on my roster and then start taking wide receivers, which will help me win a league. I've always been kind of the same way. I feel like if you don't get like the top three, get one of those elite guys, pick a 12th, (laughs) you know, be the last one and get two solid guys. Um, What's your thoughts on these rookie quarterbacks? Especially for people in two quarterback leagues, these guys are going to be going. Who do you think is going to end up having the most prolific um, season after Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously going to be starting week one? Well, it's funny. If you listen to me on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, Saturday and Sunday from nine from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, I said that uh, Trey Lance is going to win somebody a fantasy football league this year. Look at his playoff schedule, right? He has Cincinnati, then he has Atlanta, then he has Tennessee, then he has Houston. I mean, it doesn't get much easier than that. So you may not like Trey Lance today, but all of a sudden by week 14, you're going to love him. I feel the same about Justin Fields. I mean, this is a guy with a ton of talent, and you can't tell me that Andy Dalton is going to be the quarterback in Week 10. So I think what happens is with rookies, people like safety. They like to know the guys and what they can expect. But I think you're looking at Trevor Lawrence. I think you're looking at Fields. I think you're looking at Lance. And don't laugh, I think you're looking at Zach Wilson and even Mac Jones, five rookies who can make a real impact on the fantasy landscape this year. And I wouldn't be afraid to take any of them, including Mac Jones. Do you think we got a little spoiled last year with Justin Herbert um, coming out like gangbusters and Joe Burrow being as good as he was while he was healthy? I feel like the normal is a Tua Tagovailoa uh, rookie season, not what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, and look, I feel badly about Tua. I think he was put in a tough spot. Fitzpatrick is playing well. They pull him. They bring in Tua, who is not fully healthy. I don't care what he says. And I don't think he was ready in that offense. I think he'll be a lot better this year. But, but you're absolutely right. You know, not every rookie is a star. But I think this year, mobile quarterbacks create fantasy goodness, right? Because they get you points for running. They get your points for throwing. And that's, that's really double the point. So, I mean, Justin Fields is like another running back. So I, I think you can win uh, with, with, with a young quarterback, but people just have to be willing to assume the risk. We're speaking with Dr. Roto. You can hear him on SiriusXM. Visit drroto.com to, to get the, the top flight fantasy information. So speaking of someone that 
I feel like a lot of people don't even know who this person is, but you speak highly of him on your show, LaVisca Chenault. And, and I'm high on this guy, too, this year. Would you like to talk about him? Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, look, Travis Etienne was drafted by the Jaguars to give them some speed, right? And he was a very good receiver. So Urban Meyer was going to use him out of the backfield. Well, when you don't have him anymore, you've got to find those underneath passing routes. Well, that's where Chenault thrives. And Urban had talked about wanting to draft Kadarius Tony from UF, right? Yes. But he didn't get him because the Giants took him instead. So Chenault really is the same version of Tony, and I think he's going to get six or seven receptions per game, and he's going to be like Trevor Lawrence's security blanket this year. So, you know, it's not you're not taking a risk by drafting LaVisca. So it's funny that you bring up uh, Kadarius Tony because I wanted to bring him up next and, and actually reference the Giants taking him. I'm a Giants fan. I should, I should preface that. But... Uh, the reports out of camp are not very good for him, but we kind of saw the same thing from Odell Beckham when he was a rookie. So what's your thoughts on how they're going to use Tony? Is he someone you should be trying to get in later rounds? Yeah, no, I think I'm going to do about 20 leagues this year, and I'll probably have Kadaris Tony in one. And the truth of the matter is the Giants offensive line is terrible. I don't have any trust in Daniel Jones. If they use Tony as a gadget player, it might work. But do you trust Jason Garrett is going to learn how to use him correctly? I don't. So I think that there's, if he was on the right team and the right system, I think there would be some fantasy potential. But I need to see it first with the Giants. You've got Kenny Galladay, who you paid a whole lot of money to. You've got to give him the football. You've got Saquon Barkley coming back. You've got to give him the football. Is there enough footballs for Kadarius Tony? I don't think so. Ira, what do you got? Well, this is a general question because I, I love following football. I, I do the betting and I go to the games. I love everything. But there's also – I love fantasy. I'm in all the fantasy leagues. And I think there's this – some you're a guru and, and there's some criticism like, well, that's just a guru. That's fantasy. It's not real. But then when you listen to like traditional – like the pregame for a show – they're talking about Tim Tebow. They're talking about what mustache Gardner Minshew has. It seems like the <laughs> overall reporting is you're not I'm not getting information that if you just if you didn't even care about fantasy, you should probably listen to fantasy people as opposed to just the normal traditional people talking about football. Oh, I, I couldn't. You know, we're not sitting in our mom's basements looking at, at fantasy rock. <laughs> you know, I understand more about football than ninety nine point nine percent of guys that you'll see on TV. Why? Because I have to know the statistics. So I know the wide receiver cornerback matchups, right? I know which teams don't do well against the tight end. I play in IDP leagues, which are individual defensive players, right? So I know how the defensive players do against certain systems. So fantasy players, especially the really good ones, we know football better than all those guys you see on TV. Those guys on TV, I mean, look, Tim Tebow's a great guy and it's a great story, but he's not helping you in your fantasy league. <laughs> and then you made a comment on your SiriusXM show, as I love what you said, you've got to look you got to look forward, not backward. And it seems like everybody always looks backward and they're do a draft. And you, you raised the example of Amari Cooper, CD Lamb. It's like you look at statistics rather, but rather than someone who's going to be better in the future. Otherwise, there would be no fantasy. If we just used last year's statistics, why even play this year? Yeah, I mean, so I, I mentioned on my show, my son was having his draft, and I told him about Jerry Judy, and he clicks Jerry Judy. He goes, he wasn't that good last year. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, look, let's look toward this year. Judy is going to be one of the top you know, 30 receivers in the game. And I think if that's one thing that anybody out there who's listening, if you look at last year's statistics, you probably come in sixth or seventh in your league. I don't want you to do that. I want you to go to drroto.com, enter the promo code radio, we'll get you a discount, and you'll come in first in your league. <laughs> and then you mentioned, well, that's the, gets the next question, is you say play to win, don't play to not to lose. We, we are emailing each other about the tennis analogies, but that was the point is that so many people I think do, they, they, look, they play to just look okay, right, rather than not play to win. 
Right. I mean, look, taking Trey Lance is risky. And I think a lot of people will be very uncomfortable with that. And I'm not saying take Trey Lance as your starting quarterback, but maybe you want to take him as your backup because he's a guy that could help you win. And look, you know, as Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you're last. Do you remember who came in third in your fantasy football league last year? Nope. I don't either. I only remember the guy who won. So play to win. And, you, and look, if you do that, there's a really good chance you'll win if you're getting the right information. And then you mentioned something, you, and you, this J.K. Dobbins that came up about handcuffs. And someone who doesn't understand about fantasy, maybe explain what handcuffs are, but how important it is and how many times people just don't handcuff when they, and they lose leagues because they don't use handcuffs. Yeah, so let me explain. So handcuffing is when you draft the backup to the player that you already drafted. So J.K. Dobbins, before he got injured, was a starting running back from the Baltimore Ravens. And Gus Edwards was his backup. But he, Gus Edwards, in his own right, is a really good player. So when you draft Dobbins and you don't get Edwards, when Dobbins is injured like he was this weekend, now you've got nothing. So what you want to do by handcuffing, it's protecting your investment. And I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, look, when, when you buy a car, don't you get a warranty? Why? Because you're protect, protecting your investment. And I think handcuffing is the same thing like that warranty. And if you do that, especially with the Zeke Elliott's, right, you want to take Tony Pollard. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you get Alexander Madison. Christian McCaffrey, you get Chuba Hubbard. You know, you don't do it with some guys. You know, I don't know if I would do it with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. I don't think Marlon Mack's that good. But with the good backups, that's a smart play. And then down here, we're down here in South Florida. And there's just an interest in a lot of teams. And I did like how you said someone called your show and said, well, I'm a Giants fan. You're like, well, you know, you're a Giants fan. You want to draft Barkley because you want to follow him. But the point is, for the for the Finns, their running back situation, Malcolm Brown, uh, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, it seems like, is there, is it, are they draftable? Is there something to, is there something to draft in, with the Finns? Well, yeah, I mean, Miles Gaskin is great. Uh, and I think he, he outperformed what we even expected last year. I think there'll be some regression this year, but he's still a very good player. I'm a big fan of Mike Gaisicki. I think Tua will find him. I love Jalen Waddell. I think this is a guy, if you give him a little space, he could take it to the house. I'm not a big fan of Devontae Parker. And Will Fuller is a really terrific player when he's on the field, which is like four games a year. So, I mean, I think <laughs> Dolphin fans will enjoy the four games that he's out there. But Waddell and Gasicki. I mean, look, they're good. They're good young players. And if they can develop with Tua, I think it makes a lot of sense. By the way, I don't believe any of the reports about Deshaun Watson going to Miami. That no. feels like an agent talking about that and not, the, not Miami. I agree with that, that totally. And then we still, we're in South Florida, but we have a, lot, have a lot of friends who are Jaguar fans down here. So Trevor Lawrence clearly can win a league. But what about the wide receiver? We talked about Chenault already and the running back situation with Robinson and Hyde. Yeah, so, I mean, Travis Etienne's, uh, you know, being out opens up a big door for James Robinson, who was terrific last year. I was one of the only experts in the industry who called James Robinson because I watched him play in college, and I know how good he is. DJ Chark is a sensational receiver. He's played with horrible quarterbacks. I think he's going to thrive. I like Chenault, like I said. I'm on the west coast of Florida, Ira, so I'll tell you this. I love everything about the Bucks this year. I love Tom Brady. I love Chris Godwin. I love Antonio Brown. And watch for Giovanni Bernard. He will have a huge role in that offense. He will be the James White who gets five or six receptions per game. And Brady needed a player like that because they didn't trust Rojo or Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. <laughs> That's good. And what about some busts? Who are players when you're seeing, we use this term called average draft position. Who, what players do you see being drafted? You're like, you know, that's a mistake. You should not be drafting someone that high. Yeah, uh, let's start with uh, Amari Cooper. So Amari Cooper was a really good player, and he is a good player, but he's not the best re uh, receiver on his team. C.D. Lamb is. Now, here's the thing about Cooper. 
he's going to be covered by the other team's best quarterback. Darius Slay, great cover guy. James Bradbury, great cover guy for the Giants. That's four games a year that Cooper's going to be seeing very tough coverage. So why are we taking him in round three? I don't think that's a really great life decision there. How about DeAndre (laughs) Swift? I like DeAndre Swift, but can he stay healthy? They brought in Jamal Williams from Green Bay. This guy's really good. They drafted Jamar Jefferson, who's a really good rookie in his own right. Now all of a sudden you feel good about taking DeAndre Swift in round three? I know I don't. And then, of course, the question that everyone asks is, what sleepers? Who am I going to pick in in the draft? Or even maybe someone pick, we mentioned sleepers as someone you pick in the 10th or 11th round, but maybe there's a third or fourth round where you're saying, well, this person should be really a third and fourth, and they're really going the sixth and seventh. Yeah, so, uh, look, I like like Bobby Trees, uh, Robert Woods from uh, the Rams. I like Matt Stafford. I think the Rams are onto something. I think getting Stafford is going to help them really compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, so I think he's fantastic. I love Darnell Mooney for, for the Chicago Bears. I mean, he never really had a chance last year with Mitch Trubisky, who was awful. So I think with Justin Fields there, Allen Robinson sees some double coverage, leaves Mooney open. I'm a really big fan there. Uh, I love Javante Williams for the Denver Broncos. There's nothing I don't like about him. I think he's going to win a lot of people a fantasy championship because in a home league, could probably get him in round five or six. And high-stakes players like myself, we're taking him in round three or four. And talk about, um, in terms of drrodo.com, and, and a lot of people say, I've drafted, I, I had a great draft, I had a poor draft, but so much of it, even at the high stakes level that you compete with, it's during the year, the making the moves. You, you really don't end with all of your players that you drafted at the end of the year. Yeah, you probably, I don't know how many you have, half of them left. You know, it's so funny you said this. So I was selling a cheat sheet on my website, and I decided to take that cheat sheet away. And I still have the cheat sheet, by the way, but I put it in my insider package because I don't want to just give you the cheat sheet and say, okay, goodbye, good luck this year. I want to help you win during the season. How do you win during the season? You make the great waiver wire pickups. You make the right trades. You start the guys who should be started and you bench the guys who should be benched. It's your team roster management during the season that wins championships. It's not won or lost in the draft. And I say this straight up with you. Out of the 20 guys that I will draft in tonight's draft, because I'll be drafting at 10 p.m. tonight, I'll probably keep about seven guys on my team. The other 13 go in and out. That is about team management. And if people understand that, that's why you subscribe to sites like mine, because we help you win and not just compete. Mike, do you have any questions? No, um, pretty much summed it all up. I, I do appreciate everything you said, and and yeah, I, like you know, James Robinson was like undrafted in some leagues last year. He could have won your league, and it, it's guys like that. And that's why you know I agree with you, Doctor Roto. You can learn more doctorroto dot com about. You've got to be on top of this. And there's an old saying: you can't win a draft, uh, you can't win your league in the draft, but you can lose it. Correct, absolutely, by taking the wrong player. So let me give you this year's James Robinson. Okay. My guy is Kenneth Gainwell from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, here's a little tidbit that a lot of people don't know. Everybody's heard of Antonio Gibson. Do you know why he played wide receiver in college? Because Kenneth Gainwell was the starting running back. (laughs) That's how good he is. The Eagles are not very good, which means they're going to be playing from behind, which means you're going to see a lot of Gainwell on the field because when you're playing from behind, you need that pass-catching running back. I think Gainwell surprises a ton of people this year and has a I don't want to say a James Robinson-like year, but certainly somebody you'd want to roster on your fantasy team. We want to thank you so much. He is Dr. Roto. Listen to him on SiriusXM. Visit drroto.com if you care about winning your fantasy league. Thanks so much, Dr. Roto. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me.